What's up, little boomers? Before we get into episode 146 of the podcast, got to talk about our great sponsor, High Bank Distillery, located right across from the Grandview Yard on Goodale Boulevard. It's High Bank Distillery. They distill their own spirits. They produce their own bottles, amazing food, cocktails, spirits, everything, you name it. And all their tables are social distance. So if you want to go watch some Blue Jackets playoff hockey, you can do that. Go to highbankco.com for more details. Also, we have our own merch, shoptheartillery.com. We just released a brand new shirt inspired by Coach Tortorella. And it says none other than he's got balls. Who's got balls? Everybody. We got balls. We got balls. He's got balls. He's got balls. Mainly refu- referring to Liam Foodie, but... We, and PLD. And PLD, and Seth Jones, Seth I'm pretty Jones. sure. Yeah. We released the video of uh, the compilation of He's Got Balls by Tortorella. If you haven't seen it, check out our channels. But anyways, shoptheartillery.com. Check out our merch. We got more than just that. Let's get into episode 146. Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast with Jordan, Warren, and Kyle. It's not too late to turn this off. They've got no idea what they're talking about. Uh, honestly, I have no idea why I even agreed to do this intro for them. Welcome into the podcast, and uh, I think we're going to take this podcast, what do you think, Kyle, seven hours, six hours? Is that uh, how, I think long? about six, seven hours, yeah. Um, we'll start it at three and end it at nine. Yeah. Sound I'm, about right? I'm cool with that. Six hours. Six hour podcast. Um, yeah. Strap in, Lowe Should we boomers. do intermissions or just, just roll straight through? Straight through. Straight through. Yeah. I'll find okay. this like some kind of video on YouTube we can... We can watch what we're doing. It's kind of give us ideas as we're talking. I'm down. I'm down for that. All right. Um, dear God, unbelievable. <laughs> so let, I just want to. I just. I, I was in Florida. Yeah. Uh, over the for a long weekend. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, we. You are now replacing Warren because Warren's not here. Correct. Warren um, is uh, quarantining himself. Quarantining, which is good. I'm glad yeah. he's doing that. Should, I, I'll go. Have, I'll. I'll start off by saying this. Jordan, who is me talking. Uh, I came down with COVID-19. I, I found out my results last week. Um, but from the onset of my first symptom, uh, I've been cleared as of today. Um, I got a phone call saying you're good to go. I'm like Mike DeWine, you know, test positive one day. Next day, I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but Warren is my roommate. He has yet to test and uh, so he wanted to quarantine, so I just brought all the equipment right over here to Kyle. So hopefully I don't have it anymore. Pretty good spot here. Great spot, and there's a doggy. And there's a, a dog. We got a fire going. It's not a real fire, but it's on the TV. They didn't know that. That's true. Anyways, I was in Florida. I was in yes. Miami for the weekend, long weekend. Had a great time down there. Went to the Everglades, saw some gators, good times. So Air if boat. you have the Rona, you probably have it because of Florida, not me. Well. <laughs> okay. It's probably gone by now if I got it from you, because I would have got it the same time you did. That's true. That's true. So if I wasn't in contact, anyways, <laughs> good luck, guys. Um, I left my, I started watching the game down there at three o'clock on uh, Fox Sports Florida, which, first of all, let me tell you, mm-hmm. what a shit show Fox Sports Florida is. They put the game on Fox Sports Florida? They had it on, they, they had it on NBCSN and also Fox Sports Ohio and also Fox Sports Florida. Interesting. 
So there's there's home announcers for each, and then there's a neutral. Yeah, that's how usually they do it. Okay. For playoffs. Okay. But I wanted to see what the commentators were like because I was down there. You know, went in Rome. Yeah. God, I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong, but if that's what people like listening to Fox Sports Ohio feel like that are a different fans of a different team. Oh, so you were listening to the Tampa Bay feed. Correct. Okay. On Fox I Sports was Florida. so confused. I was in Florida. That makes sense. When now. you're in Ohio, you watch Fox Sports Ohio. Got it. But I just forgot that we were playing a team in Florida. Tampa, right. Yeah. So that makes a whole hell of a lot more sense because I was confused. Like, why are they putting Fox Sports Ohio broadcast in Florida? They weren't. Got it. Uh, if if fully the, caught up. If people listening to Jeff Rimmer feel the way that I felt about the Tampa <laughs> Bay commentators, I am sorry. I love rims because I know we do. Okay. We are very biased, though. We are, but good God, oh my God, they Bad. were go- they were good. They were good at their job. Just biased, but my God, everything. Yeah. Oh, and oh, and uh, Brayden Point gets hauled down and no call. Blah, 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 blah. When it was just like he just got pinned up against the boards, like yeah. stupid stuff like that, man. I've like apparently cleaned up my language too <laughs> while I was down there. Yeah, but anyways, game started at three. Started watching at three. My flight left at 7.45. I watched, I have YouTube TV on my phone, watched on the plane until we took off, which you're not supposed to do, but don't tell anybody. What's the difference between a, pla- what's the difference between a laptop and a phone? You can have your, your laptop out with Wi-Fi on. Lap- well, there's no Wi-Fi on those small planes. But, oh, got it. Um, laptops don't use cellular data, usually. Gotcha. Uh, my phone does. Next time. Which is a myth. Next time. It doesn't actually mess with the we'll, controls. Uh, we'll put you up on a PJ with the artillery card. Yeah, please. Private Let's do jet. that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. Net jets, huh? Net jets. Love to hear it. Yep. Get up there with Daddy Fligs <laughs> and yeah. Net Jet. Anyways, I think it's watching the game. Landed at 10 30. Saw the Braden Point. All I saw was that Braden Point had scored the winning goal. Mm. Didn't know all the controversy that came before it. Lots of it. Got got home and watched the last period when I got here at what, one AM after I went and picked up my dog. Oh my God. Yeah. What a game though. <laughs> I yeah, what a game indeed. I mean, five overtimes. And and the funny thing was, uh, at least from a personal perspective here, uh, the game was tied going in, into the third period, obviously. And I looked at Warren and I said, this could be a game that could probably go to one or two overtimes. I just have a feeling. Not, I didn't ever thought five. Five overtimes. Absolutely insane. Two records were broken. L- yeah. Uh, well, I think even three, but that was probably the longest playoff game ever. It had to have been up there. Um, Seth Jones broke a record for most time on ice in a playoff game ever with 65 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is two games. <laughs> he played. He, ran, he He skated a literal marathon uh-huh. on the ice. I saw some, I don't know who tweeted it out, some, some stat where all the players that played in that game, they skated the equivalent from skating from Nationwide Arena to 270 North, like Hilliard or uh, Worthington area. That doesn't seem very far. That seems pretty far. That doesn't seem very far. That's at least 10 to 12 miles. That doesn't seem very far. Okay. Well, uh, on a map, when you say I went from here to here, from Nationwide to Crosswoods area, pretty far if you're just on feet. But they were on skates. Okay. Skating at like 20 miles per hour. <laughs> okay. Seth Jones skates at like 20 miles per hour. All right, whatever. Anyways, what was I saying? Yeah, 20 miles. Think about 20 miles per hour in a six hour game. I'm just saying it's a long distance, in Ugh. my opinion. I can't believe 
He wasn't even sweating at the end of it. No. The cameraman would pan to Seth Jones every couple minutes, sitting on the bench after a shift. Looks like he just, you know, got done grilling burgers or something. Dude is an absolute monster. The whole team, though. I mean, Uh Gerby got destroyed. I want to talk about the Gerby hit, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, if nothing of a suspense. That was a straight elbow to the face. Yeah. No, it, it did not look clean. I've seen people... The thing about it, nobody's talking about it from the league side of things right now. Of course so they're not. It kind of seems like, was there any intent? I don't really know. I, I think it looked like, who was who hit him? I forget. I think I don't know if it was Hedman uh, or if it was uh, McDonough. I forget. Um, but it was one who, of the two. Who, I know Gorby. It was. I know Gorby. I know Gr- <laughs> Gorby is very short. He's 5'4". Gorby. Gorby. The next Blue Jackets prospect. <laughs> Is uh yeah, Nerthan Gorby. Yes. <laughs> uh he's very short. He's five four. He's, he's like German. a he's like a foot and a half shorter than Hedman. Yeah. Hedman's like six seven. Yeah. So it, it might not have been intent. It might have just been like didn't even see him there. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like I'm trying to play devil's advocate because I'm going to go down a rabbit hole of the rep the officiating here in a second. But that one it could have gone either way in my opinion. I think I think it was just accidental. I think literally, I don't think he saw him, and he was skating back for the bench. And I think Gerby just kind of went into it a little bit, and it looked pretty suspect. But I don't think there was really any intent behind it. I hope not. I mean, it's hard to tell. I feel like there was a hit in the Toronto series as well um, from Clifford on Kukin. Yeah. That should have been looked at. That should have been looked at. I have a screenshot of Kyle Clifford coming in on Kukin on my phone. Both feet off both, the ground. Both skates, yeah. uh, like six inches off the ground mm. as he's hitting Kukin. Yeah. And nothing. There's not... Felino. remember when he got suspended? Oh, yeah. For just skating by, uh, what's his name, for the avalanche? Yeah. I mean, we can't even... I, you know what? I, I feel like the league just shits on us. I really do. It certainly seemed like that last night. Uh, so Seth Jones gets called for a hooking... Um, pretty similar to what happened to Cam Atkinson on that breakaway. Uh, so Cam Atkinson, we're in quintuplet overtime. Is that right? Uh, I thought it was it was fifth overtime. It, yeah. What is fifth? I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. But I think maybe what you said. <laughs> I think it's quintuplet. Somebody, whoever fact checked the stenographer <laughs> thing, check, fact checked this yeah. too. So Cam Atkinson on a breakaway, and he literally gets just taken down to the ground where he slides into a, into the net and Seth Jones did the same thing obviously rolls reversed but barely even touched the guy and got got sent away for 2 minutes so the inconsistencies between those two calls that should have been at least if it wasn't going to be a penalty shot should have been 2 minutes yeah the, i i Something. agree and Which, the riffs the riffs the refs we're on fire today aren't we <laughs> The refs legitimately swallowed their whistle on multiple occasions in overtime, and it never favored the Blue Jackets. It went both ways, because the Blue Jackets had five power plays, Tampa Bay had four. We didn't have any power plays in any of the overtime periods. That's okay. Tampa Bay had two. They had two. It's hard to say. I don't know. Fifth overtime, the refs are tired, too. They're skating, too. I mean, clearly, they probably just wanted the game to be over at that point. I know they're yeah. doing their job, but they probably get paid overtime, right? I mean, they have <laughs> to. Sure. 
for a fifth overtime game? Yeah. That's ridiculous. They had to push back a whole other game to the next morning for that. Yeah. They're definitely getting paid more. That's not the point. The point is we need consistency. I understand that it's a fifth overtime, but you, if you're going to call that earlier in the game... I think that was like the second period maybe when Seth Jones got called for it. I think I want to say it was a hooking and... And he did. He didn't even take the player down at all. I and I'm seeing Tampa fans on, not even Tampa, other fans of other teams on Twitter is talking about how it was a po- it was a good poke check. He didn't even touch the puck. No, that's that's the same thing as saying, oh yeah, Texie, I definitely high stick the dude. Yeah. When when Tampa Bay's fucking high sticking their own team yeah. and we're getting called for it. Oh yeah. Oh, don't get me started on that one. Are you kidding me, Texier? That whole situation? Oh, yeah, where he got called for the high stick when Tampa <laughs> Bay high stick themselves? Yeah. Oh, Tortorella was livid. Oh, he was livid. my God. And there's nothing. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Hurricanes coach today got fined $25,000 for calling out the refs after the game against Boston today mm-hmm. uh, because the, the refs l- legitimately won that game for Boston yeah. at the end of it. The Mrazek was getting destroyed in the blue paint when they scored and they called nothing. So yeah. the coach the the Canes coach went afterwards and got fined 25,000. But he deserved it. Yeah, no, I mean they, they, the refs deserve every bit of it. The league needs to do they something about these they refs. They got yeah, you know, they have to stop coddling the refs and protecting the refs and at some point you got to take responsibility for the fact that sometimes they they suck. And I'm not trying to be a sore loser here. Like I'm I'm the biggest advocate of the officials just letting the players play. And I tweeted this out last night on my personal account, like, don't interfere, don't interject as an official where it's really not needed. For instance, that one tripping penalty that Felino got in OT versus the Leafs. Um, that was a complete bullshit call. Should have never been called, especially in overtime. If you're an official, you swallow your whistle. That wasn't even a trip. It, it wasn't even a trip. The dude put his skate up on Felino's stick. Like, It's technically a trip. Eh. Regardless, it's yeah. still technically a trip. I mean, Felino got called for a high stick because the Tampa player pushed Felino's stick up into his, his own face. Pushed his stick above his face, and Felino gets called for that. Yeah. Another OT penalty by Felino. I mean, I'm which not, Felino's playing hard. I understand. He, he is. But like, I don't blame that on him. Yeah, I, there's just a certain point though where you know I, I appreciate the refs kind of letting the players figure this out on their own in OT, but at some point, like you got to call something. And that Cam Atkinson breakaway could have been the game changer, could have been the momentum shift the Blue Jackets needed to potentially get a goal and win that game and quintuplet overtime. Could have been his first shot on goal. <laughs> it could have been his first shot on goal, too. And yeah, that's a, you know, I jotted that down in my notes for this podcast. Like, and you told me that Cam apparently is leading the team in points right now. Five for- points in the postseason. I know people have been <sighs> kind of shitting on him on Twitter, which he has kind of disappeared. He has. All season, even. I mean, I know he's been hurt, but yeah. he has not been good all season. And I, again, we'll go back to Panarin. It all it comes back to Panarin again. Those two on the same line last year. I I think that's the reason that he was so good last year. I I believe that. Now I don't want to chalk point. that up to that because Cam was good before Panarin got arrived in Columbus. Um, not I, that good though. Not as good as he yeah, was last year. Yeah, I, I won't disagree there. I'm I, sorry. PLD after last night now leads the team with six points. Cam's in second with five. With five in the postseason. 
Yeah. Playoff started yesterday, by the way. Mm, got it. Because okay. that's what everybody's also <laughs> saying on TV, commentators, right. everybody. Well, the Blue Jackets had an X by their name going into the, the qualifying round. So. I have an X by my name now on Twitter. So. Oh, congratulations. Now that you know we yeah. made the playoffs. Uh-huh. Either way, uh, Cam might have five points right now in, in the postseason or playoffs, uh, but he's a guy that I've always looked to to lead the offense from this team. And he's not in my opinion, showing up at all. Like, you can't play how many periods of hockey? We played seven periods of hockey, eight periods of hockey last night. I can't do the math. Three plus five. What is that? Eight? Do we go into four overtimes or five? five. I forget. It's five, five overtimes. That's how de- I, that's how delirious I am right now. I don't know what the hell is going almost on. Two ga- almost two games worth of hockey yeah. happened last night. And you, you just can't go eight periods. Eight! And not register one shot on goal. As a leader on this team. Well, yeah. I guess they did play eight periods. Yeah. Three plus five, right? That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's, And, yeah, I don't know, man. Cam's just, he's invisible out there right now. He may have five points on the score sheet, but. He's getting I mean, assists. Yeah. He's had a couple know. good passes. Um, I haven't seen his speed lately. <sighs> like, he's a guy that you always counted on for his speed. I wonder if he's hurt. to, to Still. Honestly, I think there might be something lingering where he's just kind of powering through, maybe Torch knows, and that's why Torch doesn't like... Because Torch will be the first one to give a veteran player shit. Yeah. Like, he'll be the first one to call you out. I want, I'm not going to call PLD a veteran by any means. Not yet. He's getting there, but... Yeah. No, not at all yet. Um, he... When he, he... I mean, he... He's one of the better. He's probably one of the best. He's bet, maybe if not the best offensive player on this team right now. PLD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, th- I would say hands down, that the best offensive player. On if the not team. Bjorkstrand, man, eh. he's slowly but surely showing up, Bjorky. But yeah, PLD. But by, my point, P, uh, we saw PLD get his ass ripped open by Torts on the bench. In the next game, he comes out and <laughs> has a hat trick. Hat trick. <laughs> yeah. So yes, my point is he will go after anybody. PLD is the yeah. is the is the golden child of this team, behind with Warinsky and Jones. I mean, the the youth on this team is amazing. I digress, but it's to your point. Torts will go after anybody, and he hasn't said anything about Cam. Yeah, but it also Cam is second on the team in points in the postseason. I don't get it. I haven't seen him. Anywhere. I don't think anybody really knows that. I've seen a lot yeah. of people like Cam has been really disappointing. Yeah. Like, am I am I crazy to th- to say that? He just doesn't seem as fast out there right now. Like you, I'm so used to Cam just like buzzing around and like making think, plays happen with his speed, and I'm not seeing that at all from Cam right now, and Cam that concerns me because he's a leader on this team. He's good at he's small. First of all, he's good at getting behind the defense. He's a lot of his goals come when he gets around the defense. I wouldn't say his speed necessarily, but he's got a lot of skill with the puck, um, and his breakaway is is one of the best in the league when he gets when he gets that chance. Yeah. Um I would also put that up there with PLD as being one of the best up there now with that backhand he has. Oh my God. Cam has a great breakaway when he's not completely taken down to the ice. Absolutely. And not given the opportunity. Thrown into the, to thrown do. into the net. What's oh, the yeah. stipulations for, for getting a for getting a penalty shot? Uh, breakaway and getting you you being impeded to make your breakaway opportunity from another player just tackling you? That's correct. So we should have had something. 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 There should have been something. Yeah. Yeah. Considering the fact Seth Jones barely touched a player in the second period. Didn't even knock him over. Didn't even, barely even touched him. And that's a holding. In the box. Even Amy Jones, she, she commented on, we posted the, the Cam Atkinson one, like, nothing. Love you, Amy. Nothing, really. 
And Amy Jones, Seth's mom, comment. It's like it only happens when Seth does it. Apparently. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm it. sure. I can't even imagine how mad she was. No, yeah. I good Amy Jones. Good for you. What a what a son you have there. What an absolute <laughs> trooper. Sixty five minutes last night. Unbelievable. Unreal, man. Yeah. I mean, we I feel are, like they should give them, and I feel like the NHL should give both those teams an extra day to rest. Honestly, yeah. They played <laughs> two games. They played two more than two games. Unbelievable! Yeah, I I, I, I almost came landed. Up, and that game was still on. I I the game was almost still on when I landed at ten thirty. I came up with the idea in my head. I really didn't say it out loud though. Uh, if whoever won, which I'm glad that my ideas don't actually happen because they're they're dumb. Uh, whoever won that game last night, we just skip game two, and you get credit to win two games in the series. I saw we tweeted something about that about winning the whole series. I if think if it, it went twenty-one periods, right? Then you know you just win the series. No, no, no. Yeah, no. We're not going. We, we don't no, want to no, have no, to. No, happen no, 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 only if we yeah, won, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Exactly. No, I mean, we're not just going to sit here and blame Cam by any means. I mean, the power play is abysmal. Hey, oh, for, we were one for one last night for a brief second. For a brief second, they are like. <laughs> One for twenty, one for twenty-five since March first. Yeah, you can't be given five opportunities in a game, especially against the Lightning, who a very good team, and not capitalize a little more. Um, it was good to see them get a power play goal last night. I think you know Tech shot it from the circle, deflected off PLD, goes in, uh, goal. We get our first our first power play goal of the postseason, which is sad to say. Um, but yeah, it's you can't. I mean, the the, the Lightning they're, they're a team that frequently have mental collapses, mental errors. We saw a lot of too many men penalties by them, and if that's a team that's going to consistently go to the boxes, or something that we've something that if you've been watching the postseason that in the regular season at that, you see them go to the box quite often. You have to have you have to be ready. You have to take advantage of that opportunity. That's how. You, that's the only way that you can win a cup is by taking advantage. Of another team screwing themselves. Absolutely. That's because once you're to this level, especially when you have an offense like we do that doesn't uh, do uh, a whole lot, yeah. You have to take advantage of those opportunities. God, man. Our defense is the best I think I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it's up there. We, we have played two of the best offensive teams in the league and just completely shut them down. It took Tampa, with all the goal scores they have, it took them five overtimes to beat us. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. Five over. T- Imagine if we just had one or two players that could score. We do. That's a thing. I don't know if we do, besides PLD. PLD, Foodie? I don't. Let me talk about Foodie for a second. Foodie is coming up, man. That dude is 20 years old, just turned 20. He's going to be a stud for a long time. That guy is. He's got balls. He's got balls, man. I, I will give. That that goal he had, uh, did did he score a goal against Tampa, no. or was it against Toronto? Toronto. That kind of just went between va- or, uh, Anderson's legs. Yeah. Great shot. I mean, should have been saved. I'm glad he got his goal there. From a, in the words of uh, Rimmer, from a sharp angle. From a sharp angle. <laughs> uh, same with Bjorkstrand. That shot he had that hit both bars and in, and then came right back out. Yeah. I I have seen so many people say. He closed his eyes when he shot that. He, <laughs> he, he got so lucky. I don't. These people don't even know who Bjorkstrand is. They have no idea that he has one of the best wrist shots in the league. Yeah, from distance. You know why that dude is a speaking sniper. of like speaking of people don't know who Bjorkstrand is. 
You know why I feel like a lot of the national media don't give any Blue Jackets recognition? Why? Because they don't know any of our players. <laughs> There's really not. <laughs> they don't know. PLD gets recognition. They just people are just now learning of Pierre Dubois. The only players. It's true. I that's, I believe that. Yeah, they're just now learning of him, and I genuinely feel like we don't get talked about because they don't know any of our players. Yeah, I mean, all all that gets talked about Seth Jones. I mean, the, that's the only one that gets notable recognition throughout the league this year for sure. Yeah. Last season, it was all about is Panarin leaving? Panarin and Bob. Is Bob leaving? Yeah. Is Duchesne going to leave? Is Dzingel leaving? Uh, Who's healthiest scratch right now in Carolina? You love to see it. Mm-hmm. God, I love him though. <laughs> um, no, I and the, the superstars, whatever, have left, and all the superstars, quote quote. Are no longer in the play in the postseason. Nope, they're gone, because it takes more than a superstar to win a series. It takes more than just one dude scoring goals, as we saw against Boston last year. It takes more than Panarin to win a series. Yeah, clearly, I, I I give that whole Tampa series last year on the sweep. I will give that entire series sweep to Nick Foligno. I I truly do. I think about this when he came down. And scored that goal to go up to to come into three to one, and we came back and won that game four to three. That dude is the absolute leader of this team. He's the best captain we've ever had, and I think that that's the reason that this team is so resilient. Is because Felino and Torts have the same mindset; they're on the same page, and they pull this team together. Uh, Felino's the glue guy, as the captain, yeah. and you can't ask for anything else. That guy is you could we, ask for a couple more goals from here and there. He works so hard, though, on the boards. He's a workhorse, man. He is. He works so hard. And he works too hard sometimes and gets penalties, but yeah. you'll have that. Yeah, and there, there's just like... I was talking to Warren while we were watching the game last night, and and the, they just don't... The team doesn't seem rattled. They don't seem phased. They looked pissed after Point scored that goal last they, night. They did look they pissed. They sat there and watched yeah. them all celebrate. They did look pissed after that, as they should be. They just played eight periods of hockey. Um, but like from from my perspective on things, this team has now that confidence, kind of maybe that swagger that Torch has been trying to get out of this team for years. And I think we're seeing a team that getting if if they do lose a game in in the playoffs, oh well, they come right back. And we saw that with the Leaf series; they came right back. They they lost one of the most monumental collapses in postseason history from the Blue Jackets, allowing the Leafs to score three goals in three and a half minutes to close out the game. And they, what did they do? They came back the very next day and shut them out three up. <laughs> so it's like it. this team, I think, just has that swagger, has that confidence, and they, they have that ability to overcome adversity now, something that I have never seen from a Blue Jackets organizational team that we've ever put together. And I, I, I thoroughly enjoy watching these guys would I like to see a couple more goals for sure but they don't get rattled right now and I love it I just like what I see from them now like I don't know I just I just love I feel like it's Tortorella man this coaching style and also they've been there they've done it now they've been in the playoffs four years in a row they know how to get it done because we got it done in the first round last year so they know what it takes they have that confidence now and like when, when they're on the ice beyond that game we shall never speak of where they lost to the Leafs you know last minute I just see this confidence from the team to where coming out tomorrow you know, game two versus this versus the lightning why I mean I think they can get it done I really do 
Yeah, I mean, we I, I, we've seen uh, so far, like you said, against Toronto, uh, the, the, the game five, we've seen no evidence of them just completely shutting down. I don't think they will. I think I think Felino is going to have them, you know, coming out there. What do you say in the game four after the Toronto collapse? Uh, they weren't rattled. He said that in the pre- in the post game yeah. presser. Like after that game, he he was not. You could tell he was not right. He was pissed. Oh yeah. He he was ready already to go play again right then. And I think it's the same thing. I think these guys are been probably sleeping all day. Um, Hopefully. I, I really really sleeping hope that Torres did not make them like practice today or anything. <laughs> No, no way in the hell. Take a day off there, boys. Uh, you yeah. deserve it, all of you. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am confident about tomorrow. Really, I think they're going to bounce back. God, we just have to score some goals, man. We can play defense yeah. all day. Clearly, we saw it all day. <laughs> we can play defense. Yeah, we have to score goals, and we had chances. We had uh, opportunities, very rare, but we had them. And <laughs> man, I, I, for three. Three and a half of those overtimes, it seemed like we were just on the power play. Or uh, the Lightning were on the power play. Yeah. Penalty kill looked good. Yeah, we were... They did. Yeah. I mean, it just seemed like the Lightning had a lot of possession. And we did a damn good job of making them not score. But it just seems like we could never sustain any type of offensive pressure. And very rarely did we get any type of of look at the net and, and... also, man, the, the Lightning's two goals, and I don't want to sound like the Leafs head coach where, you know, they're they're faulting the series loss on the fact that, you know, lucky it was goals. lucky goals, which is absolutely bullshit. But the it's Light- not wrong. I mean, there was a couple of lucky goals, but yeah. that's not the reason we, they lost the you series. You don't lose a five-game series off luck. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there, I mean, there's always lucky goals. But last night, the two goals that went in were pretty damn soft by, by the Lightning, the, the two that took us to overtime. Um, yeah, like the the Blue Jackets goals went in. I think from a good opportunity. Put put the puck on the net <laughs> on the net for fuck's sake, guys! I there were so many times I am sitting there in Miami, Florida, screaming at this TV because Kukin has a wide open net, not a, not a wide but wide open shot lane, and he tries to yeah. pass it to the corner. Yeah, we there was a lot of those opportunities and. You never want to be the fan that's just like, shoot, because you don't know what those guys see and what's, what's developing in front of them. But at the same time, there were opportunities to what you're saying where if you just put it on net, something may happen. It does happen. We've because seen it. We've seen it. And even even Liam Foody, granted, he is 20 years old. He's young. He does still still learning the game of hockey. He had an opportunity last night where he just did one too many passes where he had a wide open net and he was a couple feet away from it where he just passed it off, and then, then what do you know? It gets deflected by a lightning player, and then, bam, the play's broken up, where he, he had the opportunity to just put it on the damn net. And, I don't, th- and those type of plays, have, yeah, that's been frustrating as a Blue Jackets fan because you know these guys have skill, they have ability, and when they get an opportunity, when they get a wide-open lane to shoot, we see them just, it seems like they just want to pass it off, and there, there isn't a guy that wants to take control of the damn thing. And that's what I'm getting so frustrated with these with these players when I'm seeing them offensively is somebody just take control of it. Yeah. And when you have the opportunity, take it. I'm so tired of one too many passes that end up getting deflected by a lightning player and then boom, the, the play's dead and then they were dumping and chasing for another 10 minutes and then we get another opportunity and that happens again. Like, just put it on the net, see what happens, and go from there. Look, the... Do- 
I, I have this in my note. The dump and chase works for us. That's that's kind of it does. It works, man. But it gets damn. it gets the ice it's, when the ice. Eight is, periods of it was so old. When the ice is <laughs> tilted to our side, and we we have an ability to dump and and change, which is usually what it is because we're on our, we're on the defensive end for so long. Yeah, it's not a dump and chase. It's a dump and change. <laughs> you know, we get we get guys like Felino who will get past the who will get past the defense and get onto the boards and pin it so we can change and then get into the zone. Um, that happened. I mean, we have success from that, but if it's, if it's not working consistently, if it's not working four or five, six times, adjust. We have yeah. to, I'm not going to sit here. Torts is the best coach in the league right now. He's going to win a Jack Adams. He has to. For sure. I know that they do the voting prior to the playoffs, but, He's 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 the clear cut winner. He has to be. Yeah. Especially after what it was Pittsburgh's coach was in it. Right? <laughs> no, Pitt, I keep saying that. He wasn't in it. He wasn't in it, but at the same time, side note, yeah, Pittsburgh dumped their whole assistant coaching. Oh, did they? I didn't Every see that. Every single assistant coach got dumped today. Oh my god. <laughs> They're doing a shake up in Pittsburgh. Amazing. Yeah, yeah especially after they didn't get uh Lafreniere. Yeah. Stupid Rangers. Anyways, I, f- I digress. Again, what was I saying? I don't even remember. Torts great coach. Torts uh, great. Who was the other guys? Things up. Who were the other? I was uh, the the Bruins coaches in it. Yeah, and there was somebody else. I don't remember. I don't care anymore. Anyways, Torts is going to. Torts win is it. clearly hands down, no questions asked. In my opinion, probably a little biased. The best coach in the league this year, without a question. I mean, you you think about the three guys that we lost. Blah 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 blah. The the rookies that had to play the position we're in now. We beat probably the most of explosive. I mean, what is it? Forty million dollars on between four players between four forwards <laughs> on Toronto, and we beat them. The and Blue five. Jackets, all their forwards combined have maybe like thirty-seven million. I think is what I what I just read. Something like that. That was the yeah. whole team, but maybe not. <laughs> no, not the whole team. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we shut them out twice. Corpy shut them out twice in that series. Yeah. Corpy made 85 saves last night, so the whole saves. don't start Corpy crowd, would you shut the fuck up, please? There it is. Hello. Jesus Christ, man. I still have seen it on Twitter. Like, no way. Even after last night? It's just, well, when Elvis comes back, we should give him the opportunity, too. No. Earn it. He'll get his I opportunity. I like Elvis, and he's great, and he's going to get his opportunity, but when a man makes 85 saves, the most saves in playoff NHL history, not Blue Jackets. In modern, since 55. Okay, well, anything before that didn't matter because I wasn't alive. You weren't alive in 55 either. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm just saying, the whole, like, everyone that's sucking Elvis's pee-pee right now, just calm down for a second. Looking at you, Seeds. Just because Corpy isn't so flashy and he's not out there and he doesn't have this charismatic personality doesn't mean he's not a damn good goaltender. Yeah, Corpy is the only reason that that game went into five. There was times where the defense completely broke down with Jones and Warinsky on the ice. They, there's times where they those two completely broke down on defense, lost their Rare, mark, albeit, but, but it yeah, happened. It happened. And Corpy bailed them out, which that's what a goal. That's what a good goaltender does. Yep. That's what a great goaltender you does. You think Bob would have made 85 it? saves? No. That Bob, game would have been over. It's five past Bob, that, that, man. That game wouldn't even went to OT. No, we would we would we would have got swept by Tan- or Toronto. Yeah. Playoff Bob, I'm sorry guys, wasn't that good in hindsight. Have fun with that. He Florida. wasn't. Have fun with that, Florida. Regular season Bob, we mm. we see what he's done with no defense in Florida. He can't hang. Yeah, it's it, he's getting exposed down there. He really is. Yeah, 
It, he, Sorry, I just had to say that's okay. Say, hey, go after that. it, man. Yeah. We got all we got all day to be yelling. <laughs> we're doing we're going to the five overtimes on this podcast, so just strap in if you're listening. Uh, what? How long have we been going so far? Only thirty minutes. You love to hear it. <laughs> Look here. Here's another thing. Going off, go same game, but kind of going off topic. Of what we've been talking about the refs. This this podcast is all over the place. The refs. We put no show flow together. <laughs> that's fine. We just have our note. We just have our game notes, and we're. I'm just going yeah. off my game notes yes. at this point. Uh, the, the refs, how many times were they in the way of the puck? <laughs> there was a Get times. the fuck out of the way. Yeah. What are you doing? You <laughs> literally, how much do you get paid to get in the way? Yeah. I mean, get out of the way. There were, t- there were a couple times Boone would go for the puck. Oh, but he can't get it because there's a fucking ref skate right there. Get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. That's no. your, get out. It was. It was very noticeable. I would say that. Like normally, I don't pick up on those things, those type of things, because they typically do get out of the way. And albeit, you know, they were trying to get out of the way when those when that situation was was coming to fruition. But they did a bad job of it multiple times. And there was one. No, there was one where the, the the ref was sitting like right by the bench where they usually sit up on the bench and get their legs up out of the way. He just sat there and looked at the puck, hit him in the skates. Yeah, and it was in our zone. <laughs> Oh my God, bro! What are you doing? Hear me out on this conspiracy, okay? Oh yeah, I'm probably gonna agree with you on this. Hear me out. So, there's really not a lot of superstars left in the postseason. There's a handful, eh. but a lot of them bounced. A lot are, a lot are, a lot, are, a lot are done. Matthews, Panarin, Nylander. I mean, Bobrovsky, Crosby, Crosby. A lot, Malkin. I mean. The list goes on. Bobrovsky's not a superstar. What? Bobrovsky's not a superstar. He's, he was a star, but he's... When he gonna, was here, we made gonna, him a star. Yeah, he's going to fade into obscurity here soon. But <laughs> hear me out. This is, my, this is my conspiracy theory. There's no stars left. The NHL wants stars. What if, you know, Blue Jackets just don't have that sex appeal, baby? They don't play a fun, flashy game, ain't got the stars. What if, you know, the refs just... We're told, hey, swallow your whistle a little bit there, and, uh, and let's get Tampa Bay, who has a couple stars. Let's get, get them in the next round. Get in the way of the puck. Get in the way of the puck. Whenever uh, the Blue Jackets are getting when they it. Were, they're on a breakaway. Just you know, just put your whistle up your butthole. I would agree. Don't blow it. Put it up your butthole. Put it up your butt. I would agree with you if there were actually no stars left. But we've got Taylor Hall in, in Arizona. Future Blue Jacket. Nathan McKinnon in, in Arizona. Johnny Goudreau, uh, not Arizona, <laughs> say Arizona. Colorado. As I just said Arizona. Breaking news here. In trade. Colorado, we got Johnny Goudreau up in Calgary. Uh, who's uh, We got Ovi in Washington. Um, the, the entire Islanders team. I know it's not. A, it's just a, I just wanted to say it, okay? All right, whatever. I didn't mean it. I, I didn't agree with you on that one. Yeah. There's way, there's a lot of superstars. I'm left. not, uh, I'm not saying that the NHL, I'm not that type of fan that would say, you know. NHLs. I don't know. I feel like there might be something there because so- something was going on last night. There were two almost identical plays. We already talked about it. Jones and Hedman. One got called, one didn't. Guess who got called? There I was- do like the fact that Torrell's press conference, he's already on probation, right? We all know that from his little incident that he had when we played the Blackhawks. Talking about Portsline. Corp- when Corpy got hurt. And as soon as Tortorella sits down for the press conference following last night's game, he just says, before we get started, 
Don't ask me about the non-call. It wasn't. It wasn't even that. It was the. It was the host, the hostess, the lady that the hostess. That's. I think that's what. I don't know who it is. Yeah. There's. There's a moderator there. Maybe. Moderator. Yeah. yeah. Who. Who. You know. Calls out whoever's gonna. And she goes. Uh, we got a question here from Aaron Portsline, and Torts goes. Don't ask me about the the non-call. <laughs> yeah. And this is like, And then there was silence. There was like a five second silence. Probably to where Porty had to get a new question. <laughs> oh, so funny. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I think it carried over that Torts is still on probation. Oh, probably after, after his outburst about when Corpy got injured that one time and and they didn't put time back on the clock, which was still one of the greatest Tortorella press conferences in history. I, I think, I mean, the NHL is so, they're showing how weak they are. They're so soft. That whole league, Bettman is such a bitch, man. <laughs> like, grow a pair of fucking balls, dude. What are you doing? You, you are getting called out for clearly bad officiating. It's clear to the entire yeah. league all season how bad this officiating has been. It's been like this for years now. How awful this officiating has been. And all the instead of like trying to correct it or or admitting that yeah okay that was a missed call anything like that that would appease people yeah no they just they they just find and they, suspend the coaches they double down on it which is really back ass words like, I don't I get defending your your employees which you know essentially are the officials but like if they're if they're messing up quite a bit I mean it's time to kind of maybe reevaluate some look things. if I went to my job. And I decided that mm, I don't really think I want to do my job correctly today. I'm going to yeah. do it wrong. I'm going to do it my wrong. My boss would not defend me. No. By any means. He would probably either fire me or he would... Reprimand. Reprimand. Train me, train me differently. Yeah. To make me do it right. Yep. You know, stuff like that. Not get mad at the customer. This is completely kind of going off. Whatever. Not get mad at the person who's calling out the person for being bad yeah. at their job. Yeah, the whole the whole high sticking thing there—that's the one that got me the most. When they called even, it on text, even more than the Cam Atkinson situation that happened in quintuplet overtime. But like, there was an official looking right at it. They could have went and like you know maybe talked about it for a second. Like, no, that didn't happen. Like, there was an official maybe like. Five feet away from the situation. They score on that power. I don't think they did. No, they didn't. It's not the point. <laughs> it's not the point at all. But still, damn, what a terrible call. Oh, what now? What now? What do we got to talk about? I don't know. All uh, I'm saying is, like, again, I'm not the type of fan that's going to sit here and blame the refs. But there was three situations where there should have been something that happened, and. But you can also say, either way you look at it, the Blue Jackets' offense is not there. And Here's another thing. Uh, going back to Corpy, um, again, all over the place today on this podcast, <laughs> just going off of game notes here, low boomers. Corpy, he played great last night, and that's an understatement by a long shot. But a little bit of criticism here. What is he doing when he's covering the puck? Did you notice that last night when there is clearly a Tampa Bay player bearing down on him and he just lets the puck sit in front of him for a couple seconds before he decides to slowly cover it up? Yeah. There, what is that? Yeah. No, there has – I noticed that a couple times last night and I actually brought it up to uh, to Warren because there was one situation where there – I want to – I forget who it was. Lightning player essentially runs over Corpy a little bit. Like not like a full run over, but like he definitely made contact there. 
And I, I looked at Warren, I'm like, honestly, that fault on Corpy. Like, he didn't cover it up to get at the whistle. And if, if you are a hockey player, what do you play till? You play till the whistle. And if you're David Savard, you play through the whistle. <laughs> do that too. <laughs> yes. But there was a couple instances, yeah, where, where Corpy just kind of let the puck settle right in front of him. And then, like, you see these lightning players start to go full force towards him. And then they kind of make contact with him. But then he covers it up. I'm like, well, I mean, dude, yeah, you, yeah, you played freaking out of your mind for sure. But in the play a little sooner. And I, I wonder if he had a – clearly there's a, there's a reason for everything. I wonder if his reasoning for that was maybe he's trying to draw a penalty. Uh, maybe – which clearly that doesn't work. <laughs> no. Maybe he's trying to start you know a scrum in front of him to get his guys fired up that are playing in front of him. Yeah. Um, something like that. But that is dangerous waters right there because, yeah. I mean, you – Come out of that! You come out of that blue paint, and you don't have the puck, man. That's that is dangerous because that's free game. We saw having a, it's kind of a different situation, but you saw having a Vasilevsky. I'm about to say I was going to bring up the Robinson collision with uh, Vasilevsky. Yeah, and Hedman takes him down for that. I mean, yeah. that how, was, about, how about tell your goaltender to stop diving in front of people? He great dove, save. He dove about three feet out of the blue, easily out of the paint. What do you think is going to happen? And Robinson was going for the puck. And the fact, you know, Vasilevsky went and dove the other way, ah, dude, that whole thing got me pissed off because, like, Robinson should have never been approached by any Lightning players following that because that was all on your goaltender. He got swarmed. Yeah. But I understand also that's hockey. Yeah. No matter what your goaltender does, if even if he deserves it, you yeah. got to stand up for your goaltender. I get yeah. it. But what the hell, man? Like, what is Vasilevsky doing? Great save, don't get me wrong, but just complete full sprawl out across the net, almost to the boards, gets completely steamrolled by Robinson. You love to see it. Blood <laughs> yeah. everywhere. There's there's multiple occasions there was blood everywhere. Savard's Savard. bloody beard. Oh my god, man! How hot is that? What a guy, huh? It's <laughs> a guy being a dude. He played a whole. He played his shift with that. Yeah, I loved how because uh, you have blood on your jersey, especially fresh blood. Usually you have to take care of that situation, and the refs will require you to go to the bench and take care of it. And as soon as the blood started dripping, Savard noticed it, and he was still on the ice. He still wanted to be a part of the action. And the, the camera pans to Savard, and all of a sudden, like, an official kind of skates around, and Savard just kind of skates away. <laughs> like, he knew he would get called for it, but he just kind of avoided it. Buck drops, and he's still playing. Still playing. He, <laughs> he did was, have a New Jersey. Yeah, he was playing. No, he never did. No, he did. Nah. They, they got him a fresh one. They did. Okay. I, they were talking about it. It may on the, not been till like. It was the next shift. It was before his next shift. They no, had to go get it him. Wasn't a, he had blood on that thing the entire time? Oh yeah, because he kept dripping on his new one. Oh probably. Yes, that's okay. what it was. But they did show a shot of him on NBC. I said uh, where he was on the bench right after that shift with a fresh with a fresh sweater on, completely white. His beard was still disgusting. <laughs> and then he started dripping on the new one, like oh, when the camera was on him. My favorite thing about Savard, in a weird way, not even hockey-related, I was pulled out of the Vine Street garage uh, right near Nationwide Arena. I pull out. This was after, I think it was after like a Blue Jackets, it was after Blue Jackets uh, like training camp. This was like last year. And Savard is parallel parking a minivan. A minivan, it's like a Chrysler town and country, like just like parallel parking right there on Vine Street, and I just see him with his big old beard. I'm like, 
Is that David Savard? There's no way. <laughs> a silver minivan, I shit you not. Well, did he have anybody in it with him, or was he just driving he had, a minivan had, around by him? Uh, his wife and I think his kids were in it, yeah. Oh, what a guy. Yeah. His yeah. wife must have, like, swung by after training camp. They picked him up, and they're probably going to eat somewhere. But That's like, amazing. It's just a town, like, yeah, a silver minivan. That's mini the thing van. about Savard. <laughs> He's not that guy that nobody really knows who he, like, what he looks like or who he is, no. unless you pay attention to the team quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Also, that's a little boomer. Yeah. Clearly, that's his dad, I brother. Know. Yeah, probably brother. Brother? Yeah. Yeah, anyways. That, no, it's his son. Lil Boomer's way older than Davis Ford. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> probably his son. Maybe not yeah. way older, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fact check me, Lil Boomer. Let me know. Anyways, no, I could definitely see David Savard driving around because, first of all, it's low, It's inconspicuous. It's low-key. Very low-key, yes. You, you can't... And then, you know, you get out go to a restaurant. Nobody's going to be like... Is that Davis? Nobody has the yeah. balls to ask, anyways, because you don't really know. Like, if it's if it's Cam walking in or Seth Jones, yo, yeah, that's fucking you know. Seth Jones. Yeah, that's I Zach Warinsky. Speaking of that, I saw Seth Jones get out of a black Mercedes in the short north, getting his car valeted. I got on a plane last night from Miami to Columbus with Braxton Miller. No shit. Oh yeah, nice. him and his girlfriend. I saw him at Chipotle like a couple months ago. It was weird because like they were doing some type of photo shoot there with them. Oh, he was like actually there as Braxton yeah. Miller. And I didn't know that. They were doing it outside the Chipotle. And I was walking in to get my burrito. I'm like, what is going on? So my burrito, on? bro. <laughs> my burrito. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> but I'm just saying, because like, yeah, you see Seth Jones get out of a car. Like, he he has been made recognizable throughout this league now as like as a star. Yeah, Davis Savard in a minivan. That's just funny. You see Amy Jones. God, that's Amy Jones. <laughs> you know. that You know that's Amy Jones. You know that's Amy Jones. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! I was gonna say something, but now I forget what I was gonna say. Oh, the, I want to talk about the Norris Trophy real quick. Okay. Because I I believe when you have a guy like Seth Jones going sixty five minutes in a game, I know they vote for all this before, but guys like that and Warinsky and even like Savard, who had the most block shots in the league this year, if not second or third in a single game, they they base the Norris Trophy off the best offensive defenseman. Whoever has the most points. And they call it the best defenseman. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. The defenseman that has the most points wins the Norris. The, the defenseman that gets that has the most offense yeah. wins the Norris, basically. Not the defenseman that plays the best defense by any means. Yeah, no. Because God a, forbid we yeah. give it to the best fucking defenseman. That's a good point. It doesn't make any sense. If I had to give the Norris to anybody on the team, I'd... I mean, obviously Seth Jones, but I mean... Dave, I would... David Savard. Savard would be a hell of a close second. That dude is the... Most solid defenseman, I think we this team this team has ever had. I would agree. I mean, he's he's been a lifer on this team. Absolutely, he's been around for a long time. Yeah, and I he agree has with been, that. He has a he has he's he's reliable. He's old. He's old reliable. The block shots. I mean, he has like three saves this year. Yeah, when the when the net was empty. Any team in this league would love would love a David Savard. And honestly, I'm surprised his name. Maybe just Yarmo just takes him off completely, like untouchable Davis Savard in terms of like a trade during the trade deadline. I'm surprised playoff teams and are aren't throwing shit to get this guy. I really, really hope he gets protected. I do too. With Seattle. Oh, he will, for sure. I hope so. I mean, I think all the defensemen that are not are not gonna get protected are the guys you're seeing on the bottom the, the two on the bottom three and are the guys we rotate on. Yeah, the probably Nudovara Kook and uh Clendenning, I think, is down there right yeah. now. I th- those guys maybe, but yeah. It, I would hate to see Savard go to Savard's Seattle. Savard's protected 100%. 
I hope. I hope. I hope. Guy. I, here's my list of guys. I hope retire. Here is Cam Atkinson, Nick Foligno, uh, Seth Jones, and David Savard. Yeah, those are my guy. And Cor- I, Corpy's getting there. Corp- Corpy is. Corpy has paid his dues as Bob's backup for long enough, knowing in his own mind that he is as good as he is to have 85 saves in a playoff game, two shutouts against Toronto. Yeah, and he was behind Bob, keeping his mouth shut and just taking his chances. So continuing on with the all over the place podcast, which is what we're doing. Uh, I'm tired. I'm having a great time. I'm I'm fine. I totally love it. I think if you have ADD, you love this episode. Um, <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of watching Alexander Winberg on this hockey team. Yeah, he's been playing well. He actually had more no. shots on goal than Cam last he night. He did. Which is he had maybe what one? <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, he had one. Uh, dude, I'm I'm over this experiment. I think yeah. I understand people will say like, oh well, he's he's good in certain aspects of the game. He's just he's not a player that's going to shoot the puck. He's going to do things well away from the puck. Great, you're a forward. Maybe shoot the damn puck. When all I saw him do, I never saw him try to develop a play. All I did was see him get the puck and dump it. I never for the dur- whole duration of eight periods yesterday. I'm tired of it. I really am. And if if we're speaking of Seattle, if we're not going to protect a certain players on this team, please let it be him. Because honestly, that's five million dollars that we can find somebody else that could be more useful and beneficial for this just, team. Just add to like that thirteen million dollars cap space we have already. Please do and by all means, and hopefully Doobie can come off that at some point because he's dead. That's twenty million dollars in cap space. I mean, good lord, man! I can't. I keep forgetting so that Doobie was on the Lindbergh thing. I really am. Like, at some point, we just gotta cut our losses with him. I know we signed him to a long deal. He probably has like four more years left on this thing. He's got to go. He really does. I agree. Uh, I, I, but I will say, in the in this postseason, he has been playing. Besides, well. a, a couple games where Torch shortened that bench, and Ol Winnie was on the end of it. Yeah, he has been. I don't. I don't understand the the whole um, I like we talk about Torts calling players out. Um, Winberg over the season has just been just invincible to Tort. I don't know, like has been untouchable think, by Torts, and I don't understand I because say he's untouchable. I think Tortorella knows the potential within players, and he knows that Pierre Luc Dubois is a player. <laughs> That can legitimately just terrorize this league. You think that he just does not care about Winberg? I don't anymore? think he gives a shit about Winberg anymore. I really don't. <laughs> I don't think I see. I, w- I don't think we'll ever see Tortorelli yell at Winberg because at this point he's just like, <sighs> okay, here's, he's out there. Here's another. I think Torts yells at players that can actually be make a meaningful impact and don't rise to the occasion. Oh yeah, he's not going to yell at Winberg. Winberg's just there. He's just five million dollars. I'll say it of wasted space. He does good things off the puck. Like you Great. were talking, you can get. I keep interrupting you, and I'm sorry, but five million dollars doesn't warrant doing good things away from the puck a year. It is when you're on the PK as much as this team <sighs> is. He is one of the reasons our PK is as good as it is, and I'll say he really is because he's a good defensive center. That's just what he is. He's not great at passing. He doesn't have a lot of skill. Clearly, he doesn't know how to fucking shoot. Nope. But he can play defense. He's just small. He's a small boy. 
<laughs> Small little boy. And he wishes Great. he was a soccer player. And that's all I got for him. Going back, speaking of the $5 million, right? Um, we've got, well, first of all, we've got Brandon Dubensky taking up $6 million on the IR right now. <laughs> so let, I don't want to start with that. But at the end of this season, uh, we are done paying Fetter Tootin $1.5 million every year on the buyout. And after next season, we will be done paying Scott Hartnell $1.25 million on his buyout. So really, over the next two years, having said that, we've got, uh, well, I guess those guys are, yeah, we've got uh, Jacob Lilia, Kevin Stenlin, Ryan McKinnis. Yeah, uh, PLD actually needs to get paid in a couple years. That's going to be a big, uh, the, my point is the cap space is, is there. Um, it's going to be there with Winberg getting rid of that five million. That can get us more offense. That can get us. That can get us a forward that can actually score. You know, remember when you said that Winberg was going to have fifteen goals? I had high hopes for him at the beginning of the year. I thought, yeah, he, I, I thought finally he would snap out of his bullshit. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, and here we are. Winberg is not an offensive center. Clearly, <laughs> no. We saw one solid year of him. He put up a decent amount of goals. I don't know what it was, like 2015 season maybe? I don't remember. It's because it's really all we had at the time. Maybe. To shoot. We didn't have... He Brandon Saad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm pretty sure that was around the same time we had him. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> Do we? I don't, I don't really have anything else to talk about. Do you? Uh, Do you have anything else you want to bring up? I will say this, and this is the biggest thing I noticed from my biggest takeaway from the leaf of Leafs. Man, if I could, if I had a dollar for every time I mixed up Leafs and Lightning, like they're both blue and white, they're both start with an L. I would have a lot of dollars. Is my point. Uh, the biggest takeaway I have from the first game one of the Lightning series is hands down, the Tampa Bay Lightning are a different team from last year. They are extremely more physical. They came out prepared. Well, they know what they're yeah they know what they they, they know what they're getting. Yep. And I think they made some some proper adjustments to this almost looked like to me the Blue Jackets playing the Blue Jackets. <laughs> I, I agree. I was <laughs> it gonna really did. Uh their their defense last night, you gotta give them props, man. Their defense yeah. last night was solid. Um it really was. I know Columbus is known to be that no skill defensive team that will just grind you into a dust. Yeah. Uh, and that's how they beat you is on, you know, deflection goals, not a lot of skill. Um, but Tampa last night, that defense, we didn't know if Hedman was even going to play. Mm-hmm. That dude was insane yeah. last night. Oh, yeah. So good. Even in the first period, yeah. he was good. I think it really caught, caught the boys off guard uh, with how good that defense was. In the in the overtime periods that I was able to see, uh, we had chances to score. I'm telling you, there was a couple where I was like on my feet, like, "Yeah, this is it!" And there's a stick coming across the shooting lane or coming across the passing lane. Every damn out time, of, there was a stick out of nowhere. Yeah, just they were there, dude. It was crazy, and that's it. Looked like the Blue Jackets playing the Blue Jackets. It, you got to chalk it up. I mean, we can we can blame the refs, we can blame whatever the hell we want. It was a hell of a game. It really was. That was one. That was a classic game. Yeah. And you, you really just got to give it to Tampa, man. I mean, you got to respect the way that they came out and played us last night. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they came out and they, yeah, they played 
a whole different style of game than I think what we saw last year during that first opening round series. And and props to them. They they adjusted. And I also, you know, they they made some ac- ac- acquisitions, if I can say the word. Um, and they brought them some new guys. Some guys are, are gone from that team. But they they came out physical, ready to go, man. And props to them. But it's, this is going to be a just an all-out war of a series. I don't see this going four games. No, I don't think they're going to sweep us at all. This is, in my opinion, this is probably go to game seven. And we may see more overtime periods throughout this series for sure. Um, but yeah, man, it's this is going to be an all-out battle. It's Blood got me bath. nervous, man. I mean, our 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 inability to score goals, um, real good goals, is is kind of making me nervous. Um, even against Toronto, we, you know, Warinsky's. I I tweeted. I just want to. I just want to say something real quick. I tweeted Warinsky's going to be a game changer. And then he scored the game winner against Toronto. <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Anyways, that that goal, that first goal that he scored in Game Five against Toronto was a crazy deflection off of a defender that never should have went in. It was just a quick wrist shot on the net. It wasn't even going on the net. It was going wide, and just bounce happened to bounce off a glove and and get past uh, Anderson. Which let me talk about the goaltenders we've seen. Holy shit! Vasilevsky mm-hmm. played out of his mind last night. Yeah, both both parties, man. But you can talk about how good Corpy was. Same time. Yeah, other they, side of the ice. He didn't see as many shots. Vasilevsky didn't obviously yeah. because our offense isn't that good. But mm-hmm. uh, my point is, the only way that we're gonna win this series or make it a series, in my opinion, is if we we the offense has to score on purpose. <laughs> yes, from both sides. Yeah, because uh, the Lightning didn't score on purpose for for three for two of their goals last last game. You're right. So that, that the only the only real legitimate goal I and I Bjorky's goal from the boards that was a snipe. I don't care a, what I don't yeah. care what anybody says. He's been doing that for two years now. Yeah. And how good to see Bjorky finally get a goal. Oh, he, he needs to get hot. That was a monkey off his back, I think. Yes. And, and his reaction said it all. He didn't even <laughs> celebrate. No. He, he stood there on the boards, let his teammates come to him, straight face, skated to the bench. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. He does that shit all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's that's who he is. At Bjorkstrand, I will die on this hill, has one of the best wrist shots in the league. I've just, been saying that for a year he now. He does, man. He does. I just want to see a little more confidence in his game overall. I think he's the type of player... That can 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 lead an offense like like we have because obviously we don't have anybody that seems wants to rise to the occasion besides Pierre Luc Dubois. He's a guy that I think if he could just get a little more confidence, a little more of that swagger, man, like towards preaches, Bjorkstrand is going to be just an absolute an absolute treasure for for the duration of his time on this Blue Jackets team. I just want to see him step up a little bit more, and I think he'll he'll lead this team offensively. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Talking about PLD, how about him coming out and just basically saying, "All right, guys, I'll be the enforcer." Yeah, just uh, we're, t- we're talking about just random cross checks that you know breaks necks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Muzzin, should I not send that? He's, He's fine, fine, right? He's fine. He's fine. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I love to see PLD coming out and getting underneath people's skins. Maybe Tom Wilson esque a little bit, not quite Tom Wilson, but getting there. Not even close. He's getting there. He pisses. He pisses a lot of people off, and he gets hat tricks. I mean, the Leafs were they were head hunting for him. 
Oh, absolutely. They could not. Oh, my God. For sure. The whole fan base hates them. And that was when I got a hat trick. You love yourself. When that happened. You know how pissed the whole city of Toronto probably was when that happened? Mm, I love it. Yes. I love it. And by the way, that game alone, I think was, I'm pretty sure that that game five was the most watched playoff game or postseason game this this year of any I team. I believe it. Yeah, that was a they hell said, of a series. I want to say they said almost three million watching that game. Absolutely. Which, what was I the mean, last game of the qualifiers? Yeah, it was the last one. I mean, yeah, think about it. That's three million eyeballs that finally are learning names that are on the Blue Jackets team. <laughs> yeah, I just man, I hate to watch these games that on on NBC and NBCSN that are streamed by Sportsnet because first of all. Sportsnet, I know nobody's listening to this podcast from Sportsnet, <laughs> but get your shit together, man. They're, your commentators are clearly biased. Clearly. Yeah. They were straight Toronto bias I mean, it's all a, the way. Yeah, and it, I mean, it, it's a Canadian sports network. I don't care. But they're it, it they're on a neutral be. network. You have, yeah. to, you have to play the non-biased game yeah. when you're on a neutral network. That's For just, sure. you, you're pissing off a whole fan base by doing that. Yeah. As a neutral network, that's not cool. I and that's just my opinion. Maybe no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But did we have? Did you put out a tweet for any questions? I did. We probably should have a couple. All right. Well, let me talk about something. Also, Cassidy, she is still our intern. Um, due to my COVID nineteen results, I said stay away from me for a little bit. And uh, the only I'm person sure that's why. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> and the only person I don't care about getting sick is Kyle. So. That's fine. Yep. I probably already have it. At Brown Eyed Lauren. Okay. Uh, she asked, why was I in, I think this is a girl, why was I in such a hurry to feed my dogs and get back to the TV at 6.30 when they wouldn't end the game till 9.10? But seriously, shouldn't the league make it so they won't play two full games in a row, like switching up like after the second overtime? I understand what she's saying. Like after the second overtime going to 3v3 or going to a shootout, I understand the tradition of playoff hockey overtime. But when you go to five full 20-minute overtimes, that is It's a lot, ridiculous. man. I don't know what they can do. I mean... After two overtimes, go to 3v3 or maybe, go to 4v4. So each period, just go... <laughs> each period, take, take out a guy. So yeah, absolutely. have a one standing. 1v1. <laughs> 1v1. That's right. And then goalie v, goalie v goalie. That's right. Just, <laughs> yep. Goalie shootout, man. Uh, oh, wouldn't that be some shit? You can take your mask off if you're shooting as a goalie, but you have to use your goal stick. Honestly, I'm not opposed to something like that. Elvis, Elvis versus I Vasilevsky. I would still be watching if that was the case. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I want to see what kind of skill Corp he has, After man. that, it's a bench brawl. Six <laughs> o- six overtimes. It's a bench brawl. You Last see that, man standing. Did you see uh, the, the? It was in the early, early in the game. I say early. It was probably like the second period. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, where uh, it was, Headman tried to jump into the CBJ bench to avoid a. Uh, oh yeah. To avoid a too many men penalty. I honestly kind of laughed at that. It was funny. They pushed <laughs> him out, and he still yeah. got the penalty. That's why it was funny. Yeah. If he wouldn't have got the penalty for doing that, then we'd probably be pissed about oh, it. Oh, very much so. But yeah, him. Hopping on there, and then, yeah, our guys, I think it was like Gavrikov, just said, not today, get out of our bench, and uh, that's when the whistle blew, so yeah. Uh, next question, um, same question, uh, basically, from Matt. Oh, it's M at symbol. That's a, that's that's clever. And it, at just another Matt. Sorry, I'm kind of zoning out here. Uh, should we ditch endless overtime? And so I just want to ask, I just asked that for the response uh Dej at Lucifer Dej, good one. Because of one stre- extremely rare game, no. I think that's how rules are made when 
situations like that arise. When you play five overtimes, you make a rule saying after two overtimes, three overtimes, we got to change something up here because clearly we're at a stalemate. I don't know. I like it. I think it's I think it's what's unique about playoff hockey. I we like it. Yeah, I but I'm thinking about the players like, here. How like, many times has that actually happened though? Like that's the point. One overtime, two overtimes, that's usually what you're going to see sometimes. A five overtime game is so rare. I don't think it warrants changing the whole way you do things in playoff hockey. I, obviously in 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 regular re, the regular season, yes. 3 on 3 shootout, keep it that way. You can't have a random Tuesday night game, you know, game 26 on the schedule, go seven hours. I'm a fan of the way they end it in the regular season. But to me, man, playoff hockey is so special. And you're going, you're not going to see a five-overtime game probably for another ten years. Maybe ever in our lifetime. Yeah. So it's so rare that I don't think it warrants changing anything. Whoops, my bad. Come on, man. My bad. Next question from Kowski at Finikowski. Oh, interesting. Uh, he says, or she says, by violating the tattoo pact after last year's Tampa Bay series, <laughs> do you realize you've angered the hockey gods and completely <laughs> ruined our chances this year? Wait, 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 wait. We never violated it. We've never just, we haven't got them yet. We never gave a date when we were going to get these tattoos. It's been over a year. Well, we have our whole lives to get them. I, here's <laughs> what I'm saying. Here's what I, here's my, my, uh, offer to you, Kowski and Jordan and Warren. And maybe not so much Austin, because I don't know when the next time we'll ever see him. Um, he's dead, too. He's dead. He, he, he and DeBenz. Kylie are, killed him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that we should go get Astats before the end of this series. All right. I'm cool with it. I know we keep saying that we're cool <laughs> with it, but we actually have to go do it. All right. Yeah. So we're just going to rule Austin out of, the, out of the equation, because he lives an hour and a half away. He'll get it when he can. Yeah. So me, you, Warren... We got to do it. All right, cool. I, uh, I, we never violated the pack, those listening. We just haven't got it done yet. By the end of the series. Okay. And then we're going to win the series. Okay. All right. And if we don't win the series, we'll get another ass tat. <laughs> we'll just keep adding. We'll get an ass sleeve. Is that a thing? An ass sleeve? Yeah, uh, you can get a whole cheek. A cheek sleeve. A cheek sleeve. Cheek, <laughs> it, uh, cheek cover sleeve. the cheeks. Yeah. Uh, oh, from... Next one from Dr. Banfi, MD. I don't think you're a real doctor. You are in your picture as I'm gonna talk shit about this guy because of his question. Okay. You're like the you're the guy with the sunglasses and the close selfie in your car. That's that's the you know what I'm talking about? Those, those guys, guys. Yeah. It's one of those guys. He asks, when can we get rid of Felino and get a competent captain who actually has skill and is productive? Go fuck yourself, bro. Are you kid? Do you watch this team? Do you understand what Felino does as a captain? Do you understand what a captain does for a team, for any team? Do you know who Anders Lee is? Not the best offensive guy, probably the best captain New York's ever had, ever. In the history of the New York Islanders, Anders Lee is the best captain, okay. in my opinion. Okay. Nick Felino is the best captain, hands down, that this team has ever seen. And for people to shit on him, go away. Go away. Go, go to Pittsburgh. Go away. He's for sure the best captain in Blue Jackets history, for sure. Best captain. Not even close. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not even close. Rick Nash, greatest offensively skilled captain. Not a good leader at the time. Too young. Got the got the C way too early. Absolutely. Just because he was the best player on the team. He got the he had the skill. He got the C for the skill. Exactly. He's like he was like McDavid and Matthews. Um, 
Sorry, Dr. Banfi. I didn't mean to yell at you. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean... You're not a real doctor. Felino on the ice... He might be a real doctor. Grinder. You love his game. I love his passion. He's, he's always mentally there, where you can't get that from every player on the ice all the time. No. Felino's always there. He's always ready to go. He leads this team on and off the ice. I love his passion. Do I want to see him score a little more goals? Maybe. But at the same time... I do not discredit his ability, his, his skill, and what he does on the ice, away from the puck, his board battles. I mean, he's a fantastic player. I do would like to make, I would like to see him, you know, bury a couple every now and again. Yeah, but, he, he you know. does. I mean, let's let's go back earlier this season and talk about, you know, the time that he went between the legs and scored that way. Remember that? When's the last time you saw somebody do that? I mean, yeah. Milano, but I was, but it doesn't happen very often because it takes skill to do that. It takes a lot of skill to put the puck between your legs and then shoot it. Yes. Dr. Banfi, fucking how about watch a game of hockey or a season of Blue Jackets hockey with Nick Felino leading this team, also John Tortorella, and then come back to me. You'll realize that he is a glue guy. Big glue guy. He's a grinder. Yes. And he gets this team going. Yes. That's what he does. He is the reason that we started that comeback against Tampa Bay last season for the sweep. He's the reason that I think this team showed up against Toronto in game five. Yeah. I truly believe that and had the shutout. For sure. They played with their hair on fire that entire game five against Toronto. I've never heard that expression. You haven't? They play with their hair on fire? Yeah, like what they're that just freaking out. They're <laughs> running around like, oh my God, I don't know. It's kind of stupid. I've heard it before, whatever. Never once heard that before. I'm, I don't want to hear anybody else shitting on Felino. I'm tired of it. I'm ti- He's going to retire in, the, in this city, I hope. He's the better Absolutely, Felino brother, and I hope that he gets his number retired. Oh, his. If Nash isn't going to get his up in the rafters anytime soon, Felino better be the first. I hope he is. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's a long way down the road. We got we got to worry about this series first here, bud. Oh, I know, but I'm you know, I like looking down the road sometimes. But yeah. I I get emotional. I that's sentimental, man. Selena's <laughs> a sentimental guy. He's like dad, man, you know? Yeah. He's my dad. He's your dad. He's my dad. And he's I'm, great he's a great ambassador for the team. He's a good dude. Yeah. Just overall, I met him a couple times. Yeah. He's just a he's just a down to earth. If you didn't know who Nick Felino was and you just we're passing him on the street, and you said, hey, how are you? He'd be like, oh, hey, uh, you know, like, uh-huh. good guy. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah. Hold the door for you when you're going into a place. He's that kind of dude. He's that kind of dude. <laughs> uh, next question from Haley. God, that really got me. That really made me are you mad. you're going to cry? I'm going to, oh, my God, fuck that guy. Um, he, I don't care if he unfollow. I don't care. <laughs> next one from Haley Wex. Just go away. From Haley Wex, at, not you, Haley, uh, at H <laughs> underscore Wex. God, that's <laughs> Uh, who do you want Winberg switched out for of players in the bubble but not on the ice? Um, my pick, personally, would be... Um, oh, my God. I was going to say Sherwood, but I don't think he's in the bubble. No, I was going to go Stenlin. Stenlin. That's who yeah. I'm thinking. S. Yeah. Kevin Stenlin. I think Stenlin would bring a... Like, he'd be refreshing. I think it's time. We gotta, we're gotta. we going to have to fuck some shit up this, this, this series. And I agree. St- and Stenlin's a guy that can do that. And Stenlin also... He'll shoot the puck. Oh, absolutely. We've and he scores. It. He's a good, he yes. has a good shot. God damn. Now, there's something there where Torts is like, eh, maybe not. I don't know. But I feel like, when, I don't know. I, I really do feel like Winberg should be scratched in the next game. He's been playing okay, but he's, we need offense. I never saw him once try to do anything offensively. Exactly. Just, we need last offense. Game, all yep. I saw him do was get the puck and dump it. 
I agree. Yeah. At least he's good at dumping it. Yeah. I, I mean, let's talk about the addition of Gerby here for a second. Gerby's hurt, I think, now. I hope not. He took an elbow straight to his jaw, man. He's fine. He's I don't good. know. I hope he doesn't have a concussion. I hope not either. But, I mean, we he took out... Torch took out Bimstrom because Bimstrom legitimately was pooping his pants on the ice. He looked terrible. And we he brought in Gerby, and Gerby's been... He's all over the place in a good way. I, I agree. hope he's not hurt. Yeah, Gerby. Gerby's a little. He's like a little bug, man. He just he's a <laughs> he's annoying. He's to annoying, other teams. man. I love it. Uh, next question from Buckeyes Bengals Red CBJ at sh- shorten your names, people at S Woodyard seventy six. Wounds still fresh. I agree. Nah, eh, maybe not. I think I'm over it. They're gonna come out and do good. Honestly, like I was never under it. Is that a thing? You know what I mean. Uh, was I disappointed in the loss? Yeah. But, like, I wasn't mad. Yeah, I mean, it was a great game. Like, Either how can you be mad at a team I really, in that my goes opinion, to five overtime. I really don't. This might be an unpopular opinion in Columbus. I really don't think we deserve to win that game. No. If we would have won that game, it would have it been probably on a fluke, honestly. Which we take those because that's a win. Yeah, we take those. I mean, if you're looking at it from an offensive perspective, yeah, because we couldn't set up anything, and it seemed like Tampa Bay had possession for seventy five percent of the game. I th- they probably did. They probably did. It seemed like we were always on the penalty kill, and yeah, I mean, offensively, and the fact that they always had possession of of the puck, from that perspective, maybe we didn't deserve to win the game. But I don't know, man. If if you go to five overtimes. Either team at that point is deserving to win that game. Ugh, Dr. Banfi has three followers. <laughs> You're really stuck up. What on this a guy. loser. <laughs> uh, uh, I hope he I hope he blocks us. I hate him. Um, <laughs> next comment from Zach Isel at ZMoney87 underscore Corpy is a beast. Correct. Correct. Next question. Next comment from Jake Cahill. Last one. At Cahill underscore 42. Cassidy probably got drunk. Passed out, sobered up, and got drunk again before the game ended. We all did. <laughs> not just her, all of us. I w- I'm not allowed to drink right now. Well, I am now as of today. Are you? Yeah. You're not allowed to drink? When, shouldn't that like, help you kill it? Isn't that like a thing? You put alcohol in your body and it kills COVID? Like any. Like, don't you just drink? I just drink, <laughs> I vo- like drink vodka and you don't, have the, you don't have the cold anymore. Yeah. Because you're drunk. You know what really sucks, though, about having the coronavirus? You got corona. Uh, I can't taste anything. That's my one and only symptom. That was it. That was it. It's different for everybody. From no, what I'm hearing. no fever. No, no achiness. No anything. I just can't taste anything. I still can't. No, I guess I have a couple more questions. It's so weird. So like, I can't enjoy. This is going back to getting drunk. I can't enjoy the taste of beer. It, it just, it's just a liquid going down my throat. <laughs> Don't drink it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. next. I just can't get drunk during the Blue Jackets right now. It's pissing me well, off. Now you can. Now I can. Next question from Hannah Griffith at got underscore Griff. I haven't heard from her in a while. Uh, is there a period limit to what you will watch? Like if yesterday's game went to nine overtimes, would you still be watching? <laughs> yes. I, I would probably, I would, we would be fighting sleep, clearly. And I feel like at a certain point, they have to call the game. No. There has, they have to. What, what, just pick it up in the next morning, or yeah, what? something. I mean, they have. Yeah. To, they're at some point. If they're playing from three, if they if they play from three p.m. Yeah. to midnight, I mean that's unsafe. 
That's unsafe. It is because these guys are exhausted. Yeah. What did we see? Um, there was high school hockey that happened like maybe three, four years ago um, locally here. It was the championship game, Ohio State championship game, like for high school. And it went to like six overtimes and they called it a tie. Like they, Oh, I'd be so pissed. Oh, though. the players were livid. I bet. Like, but like they, uh, the Ohio high school stepped in and was just kind of like, this is now a health concern. We don't want p- players passing out and dying on the ice. I can understand and, that. Yeah. So I mean, but also maybe just like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna take a little. We're that's gonna take what they should have done. Intermi- like. We're gonna take the night here, sleep on it, <laughs> come, and we'll start again tomorrow. Come tomorrow, okay? Come tomorrow, ready come to go. Come back tomorrow. Let's finish this thing out. Yeah. All right. Two more questions here. I missed a couple at the top. Uh, from Ohio Country Gent at Ohio Country OH Country Gent. Sorry, friend of the pod. pod. How much did y'all collectively age during that marathon last night? Well, I mean, I look like Yarmo now. <laughs> yeah, I have no hair. Yeah, I uh, all my hair is falling out. I had Corona at the beginning of it, the beginning of it, and now I don't. So <laughs> it's been fourteen days. <laughs> you love to see it, you know. Uh, next, last, next, and last question from Justin Markley at Low Boomer Jut, friend of the pod. How are we feeling about the series? Personally, he thinks if they play like that, the whole series, they will win, no doubt. And when he's when I say they, he means the Blue Jackets. Yeah, no, I, I feel good about the series. I really do, and it goes back to me saying or me talking about just how I think this team has a confidence and a swagger about them now that when when they do lose a game, they're not gonna. You know they're not they're gonna come back ready to play the next one. I, I think that's that's something that we haven't seen from previous Blue Jackets teams dating back to the existence of this team. Um, <laughs> it's it's good to see a team that doesn't uh, doesn't give up, man. I mean, th- I think these guys are are mentally there. I think they're mentally prepared. I think Torts has them in shape both from both aspects of it. And oh yeah, the Torts. The torch training camps, the torch boot camp is yeah, clearly coming in handy. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I really think that uh, if a team is to legitimately outwork another team, and if 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 these games are going to go similar to that game one, I I have to give the edge to 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 the Blue Jackets from the simple fact of Tortorella works these guys insane, and I think it's uh. I'm I'm very optimistic about this series. Hockey is so weird in a way that uh, this team, even the, I clearly I watch the Blue Jackets more than I watch any other team. Um, but this this team that I've noticed, it, they're a different team each period. Sometimes, like the first period, they'll come out flat. Yeah, and then something happens in the locker room. I, I will call it the John Tortorella effect. Yeah, uh, where they come out and they're a completely different team in the second period, and they put up two goals, three goals. And they come out the third period, and they play nothing but straight-up solid defense and win the game with the goals they scored in the second period. Or they can come out last night and play five overtimes. Hockey is so weird because the team that deserves to win doesn't always win. The team with more skill doesn't always win, and we've seen that. You know, last year. Time and time again, Absolutely. I, I think it could go either way. Anything could happen. Um, I think if Tampa keeps playing that kind of defense they played last night, it's going to be really tough for our offense to do anything against that. Yeah. Um, we just have to keep fun- – I mean, clearly Torts had tons of film to watch. Torts uh, doesn't watch film, man. What? I'm, I don't think he, he does. He's not a fan he's of it. He's got to. He's not a fan of it. We got we to gotta funnel the puck is my point. The puck 
We need to get Every guys. Every time you say funnel, I just think of a butt funnel. I don't know. Okay, why. that's weird. <laughs> that's that uh, weird? that's more of a testament to you uh, than anything. I think butt funnel. It's not. It's it's not like the funnel goes in your butt. It's you, you ever watch Bar Rescue? Nope. John Taffer, who comes into these bars and like redoes bars. It's like the Gordon Ramsay of bars. I know. I've yeah. I've never seen. John I know Taffer. Talking, he yeah. comes in, yells at everybody, and then that they love each other at the end. He makes things in the bars called butt funnels, and it's like a way of funneling traffic. To where like it becomes social and you like you meet people, it's a butt funnel. That doesn't make any sense. I'm not talking about like a beer bong goes in your butt. That's what everybody <laughs> thought you were talking about when you first said well, that. If you ever watch Bar Rescue, you know what I'm talking about. The butt funnel. Like Why does he call it a butt funnel? Because it's like little stanchions that like funnel people in and out. So it's like you purposely run into somebody. So you're like you it forces an engagement. Then you stay longer. Then you buy more alcohol. Okay, it's a butt funnel. Go cool. good. <laughs> Okay, anyways. Good for him. So he's funneling the puck. We should funnel the puck more. The puck huh? needs to get funneled to the middle. Yeah. Deflections, uh, that's, I mean, deflection goals are where it's at this playoffs. We've seen it. That's how we got scored on against, mostly against Toronto is deflections. It's just, there's just not enough shots on goal, clearly. Um, we saw it last night. We, I mean, we had what? I'm honestly surprised we had 60-ish. In five? Yeah. In five overtimes? I thought it was going to end like 80-40. Yeah, it wouldn't have surprised me. <laughs> it really, I mean, the, the the lack of quality shots we were getting off, I was just, eh, eh. yeah. All right, uh, I think I'm done here. I'm done here, too. I'm getting tired from yelling so much. Yeah. Dr. Banfi, go fuck yourself. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not, though. You're not sorry. I'm not at all. Everybody's been waiting for the for the explosion, and there it was. There it was. Don't talk shit about Felino. That's my dad. All right, we're done here. If you have any uh, issues with Kyle and his doctor, whatever your name is, uh, his at is Kyle's Artillery. It's on my Twitter. family doctor. Oh yeah, no. All right, we're done. Uh, oh yeah, I met. Uh, I know this is kind of late. Um, Jennings Java man, they they sent me over a care package today of uh, some coffee of our own coffee. I got uh, also some coffee that's called uh, Golden's Espresso. Uh, I read the description of it. I believe if I'm if I remember correctly. Golden's Espresso is named after the guy that helped found Jennings Java. Um, so I have awesome. no idea. I it's it's awesome coffee. It, it's it's so, it's some of the most premium coffee you can get in the city, and it's cheap. It's cheap. It's not cheap. It's inexpensive. They deliver it right to you, and they deliver it right to your door. Right they, to your door. They they brought mine today with with a cup of cold brew. Oh my! Goodness. They dropped it off with my coffee. They That's brought so nice. me a cup of you coffee. Got some on your laptop with my coffee. Oh well, it's fine. Jennings Java. Jennings, Go check them yeah. out. JenningsJava.com. We have our own coffee with them. It's called Cannon Powder, not Cannon Blast, c- yeah. according to Warren. Go check it out. Yeah. It's good Jennings stuff. JenningsJava.com. If you go to their uh, shop page, click on that, and uh, you'll see our our roast right there, Cannon they also They also sell shirts. Check out the shirts. Go check yeah. them out on North in, on North High Street. Yeah, they're all they're, uh, locally owned and operated. You love to see it. Great guys, man. The oh, coffee yeah. guys. The coffee guys. They are awesome dudes. Also, check out High Bank Distillery uh, over there on Grandview Avenue, right across the street from Grandview Yard. Uh, great spirits. Um, our beer's on tap over there. They're open now. Go check out our beer, Artillery Ale, over there. We don't talk about that very often. We don't. I hope it's still on tap. I don't know what's going on with COVID and all, and where our beer's at anymore. <laughs> I I hope it's still out there. Um, <laughs> haven't heard of yeah. I don't know what's happening from North High Brewing. Anyways, High Bank Distillery, HighBankCo.com. I don't think they're doing tours right now, but go check out their spirits. You can walk in, buy some bottles, uh, take it home, watch a game tomorrow night. They're drink- also they're broadcasting the, the games there too. So. Absolutely. Uh, so go get drink your sorrows away there if you need to. What's tomorrow's start time? 
I think it's the 3 p.m. start yeah. time tomorrow. So it's a 3 3 p.m. start time. Uh, High Bank does happy hour. Uh, it's like $2 off apps, dollar off drafts, and all types of stuff. High Bank Co. for more details. What other excuse do you need to day drink? I know, right? Uh, also, shoptheartillery.com. Just dropped a new shirt. He's got balls. He's got balls. Straight from Torts himself, Daddy Torts. Also, side note, if you ordered a uh, hat, our new uh, Ohio Five Line hat, uh, the response from that has been incredible. So we had to go back through and make more. Thank you, little boomers. Yeah. So if you haven't got it yet, that's why. So be patient. You'll get it. Um, it's coming. Hey, and as soon as we're able to, we're we're gonna get we're all gonna get together again. Our one big happy family. Yeah. As soon as we can all get back together, even if it's not until next season, so be it. We're gonna throw a banger once the season starts back up again, if we can. I can't wait. Once the season starts back up again, next season. Next season. Right. Yeah. That's what I mean. So in December. Maybe. I think it's happening. If if everything is kind of going back to normal, then let's. I'm right. That's not a. That's not very much turnaround. No. <laughs> and they got to shorten the next season then. No, I don't know what they're gonna do to get back to normal. Maybe anyways. They'll just, maybe they'll do like two two games a day. We'll cross that bridge when we come <laughs> to it. We already do that. I'm already. Yeah. I'm. I'm glad I'm not Gary Bettman right now to decide what's. What Gary Bettman's do. a jackass. All right, we're gonna end there. Thanks, little boomers, for listening to episode 146. Uh, hopefully by next week we'll all be back together again in terms of me, Kyle, Warren, and Cassidy. Yeah, hopefully we're all healthy. Yeah. Um, I should probably go get tested. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. You were with me the day that I got it, or the day that I found out that I had it. Yeah, I'm probably fine. I had like one little symptom. And That's going to piss so many people off. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wear my mask, though, everywhere, okay? No, okay? Everywhere. I do. Wear it everywhere. That's fair. And it's a Blue Jackets mask. All right. You'll love to see it. We're done. Uh, go Jackets. Game two tomorrow, or most of you are listening to this on Thursday anyway, so today. <laughs> we'll see you next episode. Bye. <laughs>